Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of Hugh Spotlight. So, <laughs> Superman, the Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead. Who am I talking about? But it is the Crash Test Dummies. And I am so honored and happy to have live in studio Mitch Dorch and via Zoom and virtually and you know, it, it's just like having you here. I've got Brad Roberts and Ellen Reed, and thank you so much for taking this time out. But, hey, congratulations all around. Thank you. Brand new song, Sacred Alphabet. But more than that, your music is more alive and more relevant than ever before. So, since you're here live, Mitch, you can start the conversation. More relevant and, uh, than ever? <laughs> well, How so? How so? I think, though, I think people really are going back to their roots, so to speak, to bands that they listened to before, and we're seeing a, a resurgence of a lot of these older bands coming back to life, playing their songs, and you know what? The key, though, is also changing with the times and coming up with new sounds and new music, and that's something that Crash Test Dummies has always done. Well, <coughs> I would say... I, I now <laughs> get tongue-tied in these situations. Um, first of all, I'm surprised at how many Crash Destiny's fans have resurfaced. Everywhere we go, crowds are much bigger than I think that they're going to be. People are really uh, taking in the new material. They're liking it. The, the fans are growing with us, which mm -hmm. is really quite surprising. Um, just because you don't expect to resurface and, and, and have people show up. You know, you kind of think it's going to be the, the, the diehards that never made it. But no, they, they, they've been coming out in droves and that part of it has been wonderful. You know, with Sacred Alphabet coming out, yeah. um, I think it's indicative that, that the band has always followed, it, it, we've always been our own Pied Piper. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it, mostly due to Brad just being true to himself and not necessarily trying to write a hit, but trying to write a song and, uh, and people have embraced that. I mean, Crash Test Dummy fans have really embraced that. I haven't really been, I, I've been really busy and I haven't been able to keep my ear to the ground in terms of how the <laughs> tune is doing streaming and Spotify and getting into playlists and everything else. But from what I understand, it, the, the fans have been really soaking it up. I think Ellen would be more up to date with what's going on. All right, Ellen, you can jump in and you can give us all the social media lowdown <laughs> well, I haven't checked the numbers today, but um, uh, as from what I understand, and I, I don't know what good numbers are, but what from the young people tell me, um, we're doing really well. <laughs> we're getting lots of good streams, getting added to a lot of playlists, so it's it's all been very positive, very positive response. Oh, amazing! Okay, Brad, the secret, although you'll probably never tell us the answer, but uh, through all of these years and. I'm thinking the music is multi-generational now. Am I wrong? For Crash Test Dummies. Yeah, you're exactly right. As a matter of fact, at our shows, we have three streams of people. We have original fans, and then we have their kids, and then we have their kids. So it's three generations, that are, and it's quite nice to see. Well, and you know, maybe we can uh, talk about this, because this has come up multi-generational music and beforehand it was you know no I want to be I want to make the sound that is now that is popular 
Uh, Alan, what, do, what, how do you feel about that? And I think that it must bring a different sort of energy to your shows, right? If you think about when the band was at its height, right? And there is one sort of demographic of fan in the audience. Well, it's a, it's much different now. We're playing very different venues, but you know, when back in the day, uh, we played huge venues, but a big chunk of those people were coming to hear one song. Mm-hmm. Now we're playing smaller venues, and our fans know the words to every song, even the new ones. So, um, I, I wouldn't go as far to say uh, quality over quantity because a fan is a fan, but um, it's a very different. A, a very there's more engagement there you know they're they're definitely more into it so it's it's a lot more rewarding in a way yeah so Mitch you've been on on tour now back again is it the same or is it I mean obviously the audience is different I mean even for yourself though getting back into the game um, I wouldn't say so much the same because we're not dealing with a lot of the elements that we had to deal with before. Before we had record companies that were wanting to know where we were, what we were doing. They were crunching numbers, the size of venues. We were dealing so much with uh, outside promoters, mm-hmm. like just the, the whole machine itself. And now it's less of a machine and, 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 and more of a, I, I, I would say a luxury tour bus. But it's not a luxury tour bus. It's a it's a it's a Toyota Sienna, and uh, we all fit in it. But uh, you know we're playing every night, and we're and we're not stressed uh, from from dealing with the machine all day long or, or mm-hmm. all week long, which is f- fabulous. And when we take the stage, we're able to deal with our fans uh, because. They're there, uh, as Ellen said, not to hear the one song, but they want to hear all the songs. And it always surprises me that they're shouting for songs that we're not playing. You know, <laughs> they, they, want, they want to hear songs off every album, which yeah. is which is absolutely fabulous. So it's not it's not the big media push like it used mm-hmm. to be. We're able to just do what we want to do, and that makes everybody far more relaxed in, in, in how we approach a show. Wow. So Brad, I mean. You've had Crash Test Dummies, you had a solo career, now the band is back. What is sort of, I guess, everybody's mind space now? I mean, Mitch just uh, made reference that it's, you know, everybody seems comfortable, Uh, you're playing to a different audience now. Is the pressure still there for you, or is it now kind of you're at a a good place, where you guys are just having fun on stage? Mitch really put it well in that we, uh, I was particularly affected by the so-called machine, as Mitch put it, um, because I was constantly doing press. Like, I'd get up at 8 in the morning and I'd start doing interviews every 20 minutes on the phone until noon, and then I'd drive for hours, and then we'd get there and I'd have more press to do, and I'd it's just constant, 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 and I'm very grateful for it in retrospect. You know, like that had to have, I had to go through that to get a a song that big, <laughs> but um, it was trying. And um, now when we go on the road, it's just such a different vibe altogether. It's exactly like Mitch spoke. Of, oh. uh, you know, um, there's just so much less pressure in the business world that we have to deal with it. It's just a real joy. <laughs> oh, well, that's so good to hear. You know what? Uh, I'm just going to say, because I can't, because you guys are virtual. 
So, uh, Brad, you're freezing up a little bit. So maybe just re re come, um, you know, come back in because I hate to have this whole interview and and you're little <laughs> frozen in time. So, yeah. So no no worries. You jump back in, uh, Ellen. I guess mm. now the new music, the songwriting, and you know, just putting together the songs now. Is the process different, or is it the same to you in that respect? Well, as far as the recording of, of the song, it, it was quite a bit different. You know, back in the day, we would all have to, you know, get together for rehearsals and then and then go into a studio and you know spend all sorts of time and money. But we all recorded our parts in different cities. Uh, technology is, is has advanced in, to the point where we can can do that kind of thing, which is great because I'm I really don't want to be in the same room with Mitch for an extended period of time. But uh, yeah, so I recorded my parts here in uh, in Toronto. Brad did the beds in in New York, and Mitch and Dan recorded in in uh, Winnipeg. Wow! So it, yes, you oh. know the beauty of technology, and I guess too for yourself, Mitch. Uh, you know, getting back to playing. I know it's like riding a bike; you never forget. Is that correct? You know what? It took us a, a couple of days to uh, sort of get back in the saddle. Uh, I thought it would be a little bit easier than it was, kind of like the riding the bike thing. Mm -hmm. um, but every everybody capturing the the, the energy together. Uh, the first few shows, I think, maybe not from the audience perspective, but definitely from our perspective. I think everybody was riding a little rough. And uh, <laughs> but by the time the fourth show came along, uh, everything just kind of fell into place. And then everything was effortless after that. Uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely effortless. I, of course, you know, dealing with Ellen is never effortless, but uh, <laughs> it was an effortless venture. And I, I mean, my bandmates, they all bring everything to the table. They bring 100% every night. Wow. Uh, so when, when you've got everybody giving 100% every night, you're forced to give 100%. Like you, you just, uh, forced is the wrong word. Right. Uh, you're just you're enabled to give a hundred percent. Well, that's good. On 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 a nightly basis. Uh, so there was never, like I say, the first few shows maybe, mm -hmm. whew, you know, kind of like a few saddle sores. But apart from that, <laughs> uh, it, it's it was rock and roll right, right through, and oh, it, wow. and it was fantastic. Like it just felt, yeah, I, I could do this every night effortlessly. It's wonderful. Ah, oh, so exciting! The life of rock stars. Uh, Brad, let's talk about the band. Okay, so you've got Ellen. You've got Mitch, you've got Dan and yourself back. Are there new people too involved? Well, we do have a new person involved. His name is Leith Fleming Smith, and he's a keyboard player. Um, and I can't say enough good things about this guy. We, we hit the road with him for the first time recently, and in the first song, he got a standing freaking ovation for the solo <laughs> that we played. It couldn't have been a more warm recommendation to the band than to have you know have his first night go like that. He's yeah. just tremendous. Wow! And, um, so I'm really happy to have him. We also have on board uh, Stuart Cameron. Stuart Ham Cameron plays guitar, but he's been with us for quite a bit longer. Leaf is the new kid on the block. Well, you know what? It's so nice though to introduce new people to work with you guys. And I think, too, um, we were just talking about the new music, uh, Brad, and I guess your process now, 
for songwriting. I, that has changed or no? Yeah, it has changed. I've been um, studying classical composition techniques with a teacher, and I've basically gone back to music school. <laughs> back to the music school I never went to to begin with. <laughs> and, um, and it's really changed the way I approach writing, and it's, it's been a blessing. It's been... Com uh, reinvigorated my pro my uh, I was going to say my process but that sounds so pretentious it really just has made my music more exciting for me Aww. I'm doing it in a I'm writing in a different way and a, a different different approach well and you know what that's so refreshing and I think to have this opportunity at this point in life and to be able to do what you love to do nothing better than that I don't think, Mitch. Absolutely, I I can't I can't stand tall enough for being able to do what you love doing. <laughs> I I, re I really can't. I, I'd like to add on to what Brad was bringing yeah. up in terms of something that the dummies always did. Uh, Brad was always would, could always work on a piece of music, and uh, whenever he thought that he'd brought it to as far as he could, he'd kind of throw it out to us. He'd just gonna, you know, like throwing in a meat into a bunch of pit bulls. And, <laughs> <laughs> and just say, you know, here, have at her, you know, make the song better. And, and, and if you can, great. If you can't, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, let's all work together to, to bring this up. And even with Sacred Alphabet, he, he still uh, kept that same, uh, you know, modus operandi. Uh, you know, once, yeah. he had it, once he had it done, uh, he still threw it to us for, for our two cents. <laughs> and, and to say, hey, if you can make it better, fantastic. And, and if you can't, it's not a problem. And if you think you can and you don't, that's okay too. There's, you know, it's just so it really, it really uh, shaped. I think a lot of what what was Crash Test Dummies before, mm -hmm. and uh, and he's maintained that. Uh, you know, just by not being all tied up and saying, you know, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. Right? It's just like if we can make it better, make it better. Yeah. So that's something that hasn't changed uh, yeah. a lot in in terms of how Brad's approaching stuff. Well, you know what? And okay, so let's talk about finding your your niche market. And obviously, I guess maybe. Crash Test Dummies now has found it when we've been using the phrase multi-generational. Where do you see your music and does that make a difference where your music or who is listening to your music and how popular you are? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ellen. Um, I, th I think at, at this stage in the game, I don't think we have any illusions about, you know, filling stadiums. I, at least I don't. I don't know about you guys, but I and I, I don't think that that's necessarily a negative thing. Um, I think the I think we're just very lucky to be able to go out again and play to the people who want to come. Um, like I said, quality over quantity. You know, I, yeah. I'd rather have a room of 500 people singing along to every song than to, to play to 5,000 where half of them are in the back drinking and talking to, them, to each other. <laughs> no. Yeah, aren't we used to that? Brad, 
uh, how do you feel? And, you know, it, is, is fame that important anymore? Well, I certainly had my day in the sun as far as fame went. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it was a decidedly mixed experience, I have to say. I mean, I was extremely grateful and happy. And, um, but it was also a real pain. Like, it became difficult to live in my hometown, for example, because I, I couldn't go anywhere without being recognized and, you know, I was kind of hounded. Couldn't really go out for dinner. So people just sit down at the table and start talking to me. Which is <laughs> <laughs> fine, but, you know, when you're on a date or out with your yeah. family or something, you kind of want to have a little me time. No so uh, I ended up, I ended up moving, but that wasn't a bad thing either. And if I hadn't got so famous, I wouldn't have been able to move to New York City. And if I hadn't moved to New York City, I wouldn't have met my beautiful wife. There you go. There you go. And we'll talk about her, too, in a few moments. How about you, Mitch? Are you talking about... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got, rock star I got, again. I got rock taken by, by Ellen's cat. Oh, That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Ellen's cat will be joining the tour too as well. Yes, yes, she will. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So where do you want to be right now? Like as far as you know, your personal goals or whatever with the band. Well, as far as the band goes, I I, I think what we're doing is wonderful. Uh, mm -hmm. I, we're we're playing anywhere between uh, 600 and 1600 seat theaters. Uh, uh, people are coming out, and as Ellen says, uh, like they all know the songs, and they're they're there because they want to see the band, and the band is there because we want to play, and we want to give them, you know, what we do, mm -hmm. and and that's great. I, I mean, I, every night we finish a show, and, and I and I feel good. Uh, I'm not worried about album sales, and not worried about all those kinds of things that go with it. Right. Uh, I'm just I'm really happy that we're that we're able to play, and and Ellen generally acknowledges to our audience every night how full of gratitude that we are that we do get to go out and play and that people are still coming out to shows and you know sometimes those shows are like nine o'clock <laughs> i know that's, that's oh. close to bedtime yeah we're, wasn't there a sort of a suggestion i think it was jamie lee curtis that suggested concerts start like in the afternoon yeah so then you're <laughs> done by dinner time you know and then you could go out after for a nice dinner and talk about the show that you just experienced. So and there might be something into that. Yeah, <laughs> For um, us baby boomers that need... Yeah, that. Ellen would be great with it. I, I, she, yeah. You know, she's, she's, got a, she's got a cross stitching thing that she needs to do. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when, when she's, able to, she's, able, she's able to do that, then life is grand. Okay. Uh, but you know what, in, just in terms of like, you know, what do I want? Uh, yeah. I, I think what we're doing is, is perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, to to because the other side of it too is if we started playing larger venues, we started doing all these things. Then there's there's a whole ton of stuff that comes with that too. Yeah. And and uh, th this is kind of like us playing in our living room every night, and, and it's and it's wonderful. Yeah. And I and I I have to acknowledge that we've I think we now, right now in this last tour, uh, between Stuart and Leith and and uh, Wayne O'Connor, which works our our front of house. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and uh, Devin, who's been is new to the band in terms of looking after our monitors and everything else. When you've got a crew uh, that is like spot on, like they have been in this last tour, that just levels up our whole ability to 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 be uh, you know crash test dummies every night. Yeah, 
you guys get to be in the moment and no distractions and that is like the perfect the perfect uh, you know opportunity and to enjoy that is, is just so good okay so sacred alphabet we're going to premiere the lyric video which is unbelievable uh, Brad I'm gonna let you talk about the story behind the song I'm not gonna say anything about it because like it's crash test dummy <laughs> true and true <laughs> it's totally it it shocked me it but in a good way in a good way so Brad yeah the story behind sacred alphabet uh, well the sacred alphabet is uh, deals with what the universe was like before there was language, which is uh, kind of an insane topic for a lyric, but it <laughs> seems to work. And um, I've always been interested in the history of ideas, and um, I hadn't really been able to put it into lyrical form until this song came along, and it's kind of opened a vein. I'm, I'm now writing another one that was a companion piece. Um, but, cool. um, as you mentioned, the, the lyric video is, uh, is kind of nice because it's all about the lyrics on the video and yet the video looks so beautiful, I thought. Mm-hmm. And, and I, why is that? And that would be because my lovely wife did the, uh, artwork for it. Um, she did the artwork for our album cover and, um... Then that got turned into video material, and she had done the artwork in layers, so they were able to separate out different visual elements and recombine them and put them into motion and took basically what was a static image and made a video out of it. I was very impressed. Well, it is totally gorgeous, and it just works so well with the song. Before we go, though, um, you know, I guess parting words. Uh, there's so many fans that know the Crash Test Dummies before, and there are new fans that know the Crash Test Dummies now. What would you like to say to all of the folks out there right now as to far as, you know, like even trying, come out and, and see us for the first time? Or you might have heard this song, but we've got so many new ones to be heard. So, Ellen, I'll let you... What would I say to potential new fans? Well, you pretty much, uh, you know, hit the nail on the head. You know, if uh, I think if you like our old stuff, you're you're going to like anything new that that we have to come. Um, and as far as you know, luring new fans to us, um, I don't know how you do that. I mean, I don't know why we got successful in the first place. It was kind of lucky, but uh, well. We're we're just lucky to have the fans we have. We're we're lucky that that people in Winnipeg supported us early on. We're lucky that, you know, we we had good people at our record company. We were, were lucky that we got played on radio, in in key markets. So, um, how to lure new people, entice new people to hear it? I don't know. We don't have that big machine anymore. Um, I don't know. Just maybe, come and see if it's yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> You'll no, know. Come, come and look at the old people on stage. Have a good one. <laughs> How about you, Brad? Uh, I think Ellen's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my take on it. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Uh, no, I, I, I do think she's right. I don't. We're not about to make new fans, except for the ones that we've made just sort of through osmosis, by being passed down through families and friends. Uh, we do have this new song out. Whether or not that's going to gain us any new fans or not is a good question. It may just feed the existing fan base. I really have no idea. But uh, fortunately, I don't have to worry about these things anymore because we have this uh, more or less built-in audience and we are able to do our thing with Wow. That, that is just so wonderful to hear and know that you will still be doing new music. Mitch, what are the plans for 2023? for a crash test dummy. 2023, well, I think the first plan would be to get through 2020. Uh, well, we are in 2023, aren't we? I thought you were going <laughs> yeah. jumping up a year. Um, I, I think we've got, a, we've got a wonderful Christmas tour coming up. Uh, oh! And, and that's oh. going to be at the end of uh, November and into December. Okay. And uh, I'm really looking forward to doing that because yeah. we're going to be doing a lot of stuff that we actually haven't done as a tour, as a band before. Cool. Uh, so th that's going to be quite thrilling, and I think that uh, all of our Crash SW fans, especially uh, those dates, are I think are all in Canada. So a Winnipeg uh, stop. Uh, Winnipeg is the last one. In, okay. And in, in, uh, I think on December 22nd, I think is is the last one. Uh, the fact I remember a date is is incredible. <laughs> uh, if it wouldn't have been, I have to say, if it wouldn't have been for Ellen, I might not have made it here today. Uh, Probably. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, but if, if you don't mind, I, I'd, I'd like to go back one and uh, chime in on what they've already chimed yes. in about, and that I think anybody that saw us on the last tour, uh, with what Leith brings to the band, what Stuart brings to the band, uh, the band is very relaxed. We've never been uh, like the dance band, we've never been the big show band, we've never been that, and uh, right now the band is, is a lot of fun. And, and I honestly, I do believe that anybody who's been to the shows that we've done, say, in the last tour, those people are looking forward to us coming back. And I think that those people are going to tell other people. And, you know, if everybody tells two friends, that's how our fan base is likely to grow, uh, if it does. Because we really are having a lot of fun. Uh, I, I see more smiles out of my bandmates on, on this last tour than I have in, 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 in the last year of touring. Uh, you know, we've really got the right combination of people do, doing the right thing, uh, which is which is absolutely wonderful. Now, is that going to translate into the Christmas tour? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think, guys? <laughs> as long as you smarten up, we'll be okay, George. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, well, we can hardly wait till December 22nd to have the Crash Test Dummies back here. Let's make sure that the show is sold out. Maybe let's make it... Uh, you know what, if it holds 1,600, 1,601, so we can just prove Ellen wrong that you can play <laughs> to a large show. <laughs> oh, but thank you to all of you for joining us here. Uh, we love you. Continue on. Congratulations. And folks, here it is, Sacred Alphabet, the lyric video. Watch it. And I, you know what, I'm going to lay bets. It will make you think. Thank you so much for joining us here on Hugh Spotlight, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for having us.
beginning was not the word, not yet. There was no sacred alphabet, no subject, object, verb, or tense. Sound had not been enslaved to sense. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. 
Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.